0: ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 present
1: The Drive. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Local news, local men. Member FDIC. <laughs> It
0: is Wednesday, April 7th. Your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 at a.m. 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. You can join the program by calling the White Claw phone line at 877-420-TALK. That is 877-420-8255. White Claw Heart Seltzer is made pure. Coming up today on the program, we're going to have the best-named coach over at Marshall University. That's right. Coach, coach Swan is coming on the program today. So we're going to talk to Coach about the women's team. Big matchup for his program coming up against Middle Tennessee, and that's coming up on Friday. That's going to be a 6 o'clock. What do you you say? Drop the ball? What what, what do you say? Match time? What What do you say there in that? It's not like yeah, hey, you know, first kick. You know, what what do you, you do? You say first kick in soccer. This is some. That's J- what I say, yeah, yeah, okay. This is some Jake Griffith type material. We need to get him on because he's got all the the soccer verbiage. Coach is coming on the program. Looking forward to talking to him. And of course, uh, we talked about him the other day. I I really believe that he has had probably the most adversity coming into this season. As a new coach, not even having the opportunity to really get started. And so the good news is I think he's going to do a fantastic job. The bad news is maybe the record's not where he wants it to be and we'll get his evaluation because, honestly – I don't know if the record's a fair valuation of the first season under Coach Swan. So uh, he's coming up on the program. We will talk to him. We'll get your phone calls in. Again, the number 877 420 TALK, 877 420 8255. That voice you just heard, our producer this afternoon, Nick who who's in here on Monday taking care of business. So um, he might get to do that a little bit more. Your internship is what, up in a, like a month or so? I gotta take I gotta take a full advantage of this internship now, uh, before um, before you leave, and then I, I gotta actually put um, I gotta find another yeah give me another intern Nick, that's your that's your homework assignment I need another intern I like this yeah he's Nick is Nick is taking good care of me I who else is over at Marshall we can we can bring in here is there anybody who needs an internship I've had a few people ask me about okay putting in a good word. Okay. Oh, so we'll oh, talk f- about it. oh, really? Okay. All right. We are we are producing the future broadcasters of America here on this program. So, uh, you know, we, we like to have fun. So thanks for tuning in with us today. Um, if you were with us earlier, you were tuning in to the Pirates and the Reds. If you're a Reds fan, oh, it's a great day. If you are a Cincinnati Reds fan, you're loving life right now. Five straight winners. And guess what? Uh, it was... Um, I don't know how to begin. Uh, yesterday, I listened to it all. I listened to it. It was just, it was brutal the way that the Reds just manhandled the Pirates. And I'm thinking, okay, today's going to be a better day. The sun came out, everything was fine. It's going to be a better day. No, no. Yesterday was a 14 uh, run drubbing by the Reds. And today, Tyler Naquin hit another leadoff home run. And the Reds. Route the Pittsburgh Pirates 11-4 to today for their fifth straight win. The Reds have started a season 5-1 and one for the first time since 2016. They outscored the Pirates 30-8 in the three-game series sweep. I mean, that's saying something right there, kids. That is saying something. And they got four runs today, the Pirates. It was a grand slam in the ninth. And you thought, okay, uh, you know, a little rally time here. They didn't quit. Give the Pirates credit. They did not quit. But – the Pirates are going to be back in action. We'll have that for you tomorrow. It's going to be a 1.10 p.m. airtime as their home, the home opener for the Pirates taking on the Cubbies. The 56 runs are the most in a Reds franchise history through the first six games of the season. This predates you a little bit, Nick. The 1976 Big Red Machine. Joe Morgan, Pete Rose, Johnny Bench. Tony Perez scored 51 en route to a second straight cha- championship. I mean, that's um, that's that's some pretty nice company to be in there with. The big red machine, you know, as a kid growing up, that was, that was a fun time. If you were a kid growing up, you would know what it was like being a Reds fan. And, of course, you know, the great Johnny Bench, the great Pete Rose, Joe Morgan, Tony Perez. You could watch Johnny Bench on the baseball bunch on, on a Saturday morning. I mean, baseball was fun as a kid because you had the baseball bunch and you also had This Week in Baseball. I know I'm probably digging it out a little bit, going deep into the archives for some of the older fans of the show listening in. Uh, You did not know the joy of waking up on a Saturday. And as a kid, you get to watch Baseball Bunch. Johnny Bench, one of my favorite players, and he's, he's teaching me the fundamentals of baseball on TV every week. That was fantastic. I loved that. And then you got This Week in Baseball, which was really like, a highlight recap show it just it was fantastic it was well produced and i kind of miss those days but the reds you know taking me back here a little nostalgia here rocking the pirates and the big red machine uh, did it last that way 51 runs uh, second straight championship for the big red machine and that stretch 56 runs for the Reds in the first six, so Reds were looking pretty good. Pirates get an opportunity to bounce back, take it on the Cubs again. That's coming up tomorrow. We'll have it for you right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Also, Cincinnati Bengals today announcing the release of halfback Giovanni Bernard. Bernard, a nine-year player out of the University of North Carolina, a second-round draft pick of the Bengals back in 2013. Played in 115 games, had 30 starts over his eight seasons in Cincinnati, rushed for 3,697 yards and 22 touchdowns on 921 carries. Also had 342 career receptions. That's That's, I believe, the most by a running back in Cincinnati Bengals history. So 342, he was always a threat to catch the ball. And his 2,867 receiving yards are the second most. So he was very productive despite, you know, maybe not getting top billing all the time. He was very productive in certain areas for the Cincinnati Bengals. So the Bengals releasing him today, I believe it was over money. The Bengals wanted him to take a cut. Uh, he said, cut me. So the Bengals obliged him, and he is on his way now. When we continue, we're going to talk martial soccer that's coming up in your phone calls later on. This is The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. We're taking Paul Swan everywhere. Download or subscribe to The Drive with Paul Swan on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. We're presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Welcome back to the Wednesday, April 7th edition, The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930 to welcome to the program now. The head coach of the Marshall Women's Soccer team, Michael Swan. It's been a few months since we've had a chance to catch up with Coach Swan and he now joins us on the program. Coach, how you been?
1: Not too bad. Uh, uh, pretty good actually, you know, just very busy. Very a lot of games coming in the short period of time, but uh hanging in there.
0: You've um uh, you've been pretty busy. Uh you've had a uh, I wouldn't call it a full schedule, but an abbreviated schedule of action in conference USA and uh, we've got a home matchup to talk about here in the next few minutes but just what was it like can you describe to me you went back and played charlotte and i'm sure with all your years at charlotte there had to be some um some different emotions going through you as you were bringing the thundering herd to play at charlotte
1: <coughs> excuse me excuse me uh yes it was it was a it was a it was a fun experience but at the same time you know the 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 toughest part is going back uh to see See players that you've that that you recruited and you brought in, and you know the w- number one priority obviously was that our players and the game, um, and, and we made that a priority of course um, going back there. But some some great faces to see. Uh, good to see some of the administrators came out and said hi, and um, obviously playing against my former players and former staff was was a treat, um, and just happy to happy to see everybody competing put out a good performance both both for Marshall and for. For Charlotte 49ers as well
0: talk about that performance if you will uh your squad fought hard fought valiantly I know you want the win and you're not going to take losses as a moral victories but still uh, you got to be pretty pleased how your team came out and responded
1: yeah I, I I think it was probably our best team performance uh this season um we we gave everything that we could you know we we, you know, we weren't playing for a place in the conference tournament at that point. But what we're playing for is, is prep work for the fall. And um, the, the the ladies just came out, you know, with a with pure focus. Um, we had a good week of training. Everything that we worked on, we, we we put into the game. And you know, the one thing that came out wasn't the result. Um, we had a couple of amazing chances um, to tip the game in our in our favour. Um but it just uh it just didn't fall our way and it kind of done that all yeah for us. it came down to probably three or four goals and you know, four or five chances that we just haven't converted, but you know, the way we played and the way the, the girls competed and um we can't ask any more of what we've what we've gotten out of our players this this spring.
0: That's gotta make you smile. You see that potential there and you know you've got fall coming up and if you get that kind of effort in more, um you gotta feel good about where this program's going.
1: Yeah, yeah, we do and you know, we told we told the players at the end of the game when we're, you know, picking them up off the ground after they'd, you know, ran an eighty degree heat and came out one on a one 0 loss. Um, you know, it's it's good to see the disappointment on the face, you know, but it also becomes one of those things that you don't wanna you don't wanna see too often. Um the, the good thing about it seeing the amount of disappointment that they had was they're still playing for something. You know, we're we're obviously out of the, the conference tournament but You could see how much they wanted to just, you know, get a win in the win column and and stop building towards the the fall. So, you know, very very pleased to see the competitive spirit within the group.
0: Joining us on the program, the head coach of the Marshall soccer team, Michael Swan. Coach, um, you got a good performance out of your keeper in that matchup, Reagan Myers. Talk about her a little bit. Eleven saves, only a freshman. Uh, you've got to be, I'm sure, pleased with her performance, uh, and I'm sure you're expecting big things out of her.
1: Yeah, yeah, we're expecting. I mean, our goalkeeping position is probably, probably, if not close to being the the, the strongest part of our our team. Um, we've we've got two really good goalkeepers, and and Reagan, who's a freshman, and then Courtney, who's a a sophomore. Unfortunately, we lost Courtney to injury um, in the last this last week. Um, But Reagan stepped in and she just, you know, she just played with confidence. Um, She was doing, making saves like a veteran goalkeeper, a senior, a junior, and just, you know, killing games when we needed to kill the game with um, some of the saves that she made and, you know, controlling the way we we got out the back. So she did a fantastic job and she's going to have a great college career.
0: Now you've got Middle Tennessee coming up. It's the final regular season game for your squad. Uh, what are you looking for out of this uh, matchup? Uh, what are your goals, and uh, what are your hopes that you get from this game?
1: Well, the one thing that we've been missing in conference play has been a win. Um, you know, every game that that we've played has been, you know, a very close affair, ball ball one um, against ODU. So it's been a one goal game or a two one game. Um, you know, when we've when we played in conference, USA. So we're looking for a win. But you know, I think the players understand that what it takes to to, um, to get that win is going to be uh, an effort that, you know, that much is the performance against Charlotte, just with a little bit more quality in the final third.
0: Now, I know the schedule's been challenging, um, putting this team together, getting everything you want in place, and how things are, um, are going to be in the future. You had a pandemic happen. I know it's been tough for you, but now you have a season and then you have a fall season, and you got most of your squad coming back. And so it's going to be like two seasons in one year. What does that do for you to try to get this program to where you want it?
1: Yeah, it's you know, we lost we lost last spring which was was really the 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 season to to kickstart my time at Marshall, so we never got to do that. We lost the fall um due to the same reason being the pandemic. Um so this spring has really been an opportunity for us to see where we're actually going to go with the program and what we've got. You know, within our squad, you know we've got some really, really strong players um, in our group. Um, what we need is depth um, more than anything, and and we feel we've got that coming in from the the incoming class. Um, you know, coming in in the fall. So this was this was more the prep work to see where we're going to stand up in the conference. You know, going into the fall, and I've got no doubt that. You know, we're just going to keep improving as, as every game's gone on. We've shown that in the spring, and I think we're going to continue to see that in the fall. So I expect us to come out in the fall and, and be, be competitive.
0: you think now that you've got a spring season pretty much uh, under your belt and then the fall season coming up, uh, that's going to help you maybe overcome what you didn't have early on?
1: Possibly. Um I stu- still think we're gonna be very young. I mean we're adding fourteen freshmen to the to the group. Uh we've relied on quite a few freshmen this this semester um to you know to get to get minutes under the belt, you know, in key positions. I think what we'll do next year more than anything is is raise the level, raise the standard, not just with the eleven players on the field but I think throughout the squad. So if you if you've got a squad that you can rely on um game in, game out. You're going to get the results that you're looking for. It may not come in in August and early September, but we're we're pushing for you know October, um, you know mid mid October and late October to get those those dividends. Um, you know we played we played 13 players against Charlotte. Um, you know they they used 21. That kind of shows you you know where what you've got to have you know going into conference play.
0: Joining us on the program, head coach of the Marshall women's soccer team taking on Middle Tennessee coming up this week, Michael Swan. And, Coach, you have, um, I'm sure, a, a full list of things that you could probably run down as far as what's been challenging for you during this pandemic. You know, Could you highlight a couple of those things? Because I feel like you might have had the most challenge of, of all the the programs at Marshall because, really, you didn't – as you mentioned earlier, you didn't really get to start off the way a new coach gets to start off. You've had to wait and go through a pandemic. So, you know, what have been some of the biggest challenges dealing with this in your career?
1: Um, you know, it's, it's. you know, I say this to people and they say, this has got to be the toughest, toughest situation that you've, that you've gone through. And, you know, it has, it really has. And, you know, there's millions of families and millions of people all over the world who lost jobs or got jobs and, it hasn't been ideal, um, you know. That this has been the toughest year in my career, um, you know. But I, I rely on the fact that others have had that too. Um, but I think probably the biggest, the, the biggest uh, challenge that we've all had, um, or the programs had, or I've had, um, and the players more than anything is is the constant change. You know, we're, we're getting prepped for a game last Friday and. We we jump on a phone call on Wednesday and we get told we're not able to play on Friday, but we can play on Tuesday. So we our whole training schedule gets thrown up in the air. Um, you know, and we we're now preparing for a game on Tuesday and we just prep for a game on Friday. Um, you know, for us we got we got a change really early in the season um, with with ourselves being in a in a tough situation um, and we lost a, a two weeks two weeks of play um which put which we lost a conference game and we had to come out of a quarantine and play two days later um up at dayton so you know that resulted in a in a 10-day span where we had to play four games and and a game with limited numbers that's tough to do so you know you're trying to you're trying to see as much as you can in in all these these games um, and the players are trying to to show as much as they can in all these games but realistically four games in, in ten days is gonna to be too tough. So the constant change has probably been the biggest challenge, but um, you know, the, the players have been fantastic with it and they haven't they haven't complained. All they want to do is get on the field and compete.
0: You get the final home game coming up on Friday. You've got a senior class. Uh, talk a little bit about them. Um, what have they meant to you in this uh, in this compressed but I'm sure it feels like a long stretch as well.
1: Yeah, yeah, they've they've been great. You know, we a year ago for them they they had a coaching change and it was going into their senior year. A uh, couple of couple of months later they they get told it's time to go home and you might not have a senior year. Um, and they've just you know they've embraced everything that's gone on around them. They've, they've galvanised the group. I think the the team is closer than they've ever been in the last four or five years. Um, not sure if that's due to the pandemic, but just think it's due to the. To the group of seniors, wanting to pull the group together and move the program forward. Um, on a personal note, um, they've they've been nothing but first class for me. They've they've helped me can transition it up to Marshall. They've they've made it easy with me with you know keeping keeping the teammates in line. Um, and they've they've just really done a fantastic job. Um, you know, all of them are going to go on to have great careers. Um, I think we've got one going to the Mayo Clinic. clinic. We've got one who's got aspirations to go and play in Europe. Um, we've got another one who's coming back to Marshall to finish off their graduate work. And we've got another one heading home to Australia. So um, they're all going in different directions. But I, I tell the players all the time that the time that they spend at, at college and with their teammates is going to be the best memories that they're going to have. And I'm just delighted that they've been able to get out of here having a, having a season in the end when we, we didn't think that was going to happen 12 months ago.
0: Joining us on the program, head coach of the Marshall women's soccer team, Michael Swann, taking on Middle Tennessee coming up. It is uh, 6 p.m. Friday. Uh, what can you tell us about this matchup? Uh, let's get into the X and O's a little bit. Uh, what do you know about Middle Tennessee?
1: Um, they've, they've, they've got some good quality. Like every Conference USA team, they've got some players that can you know, win them games. Uh, like ourselves, we've got those players as well. Um, they're, play, they're not playing to get into the tournament, so it's, uh, it's one of those matchups where you, you're hoping that um, – you know your team's going to show up, and you expect the other team to show up. But sometimes you, you're not sure how that other team's going to be with the last road game on the road um, with nothing to play for. So, you know, I, I expect it's going to be a typical Conference USA game, which is probably going to be decided by a goal, um, which is traditionally what it looks like um, this time of year. Um, but expect us to put in a performance that's just going to warrant warrant the work that we've done this year.
0: Michael Swan, our head coach of the Marshall women's soccer team. It's coming up on Friday, Middle Tennessee. It's uh, 6 o'clock. I'm sure you'd love to see as uh, as many fans as you possibly are allowed to have come out and support these uh, young ladies. Uh, again, I think you're doing a fantastic job. It's probably been the uh, most challenging job of your career so far, but uh, at the same time, uh, I think there's a lot of progress being shown. So uh, yeah, hats off to you, Coach. I think it's been it's been a good run, despite what the record might say.
1: Thank you. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. It's, uh, you know, you just, it's uh, <laughs> it's been like a sprint. I um, you take every day as it comes, and I've got no doubt that we're heading in the right direction. The, the players know we're heading in the right direction, and we've we've got some great support at Marshall, and I know we've got some great, great support in the community as well. So we're, we're looking forward to the fall just as much as we're looking forward to Friday.
0: Coach, good luck against Middle Tennessee. We'll talk to you soon.
1: Thank you, sir. Take care.
0: That is Michael Swan, head coach of the Marshall women's soccer team. Um, the best name of a, uh, a coach at Marshall with only one problem. He he uses one N instead of two, the proper usage of the second N, not in his name, but we're not going to hold that against him. I, I'm really optimistic for him. I think he's going to have a, uh, a good program once uh, he can actually get things going into what he is trying to achieve and it sounds like he um, he has a good understanding of where he needs to be and what he's got to work with and, and what he's got to do to, to improve upon that. We will get your phone calls in, 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. More coming up here on today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The
1: Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930, presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank.
0: Our phone line, 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. That's the number to be a part of the White Claw phone line. White Claw Heart Seltzer is made pure. Marshall University giving us some more details on the fountain ceremony that is coming up in conjunction with the green-white game. and That's going to come up next Saturday. Marshall Athletics announcing today that Bob Coleman is going to serve as the featured speaker at the annual turning on of the Memorial Fountain. It's going to be at 12.30 p.m. The event's going to be held prior to, of course, the spring game, which will be at 3 p.m. And Coleman, if you haven't um, that much of a recollection of him, he played for Marshall. He's a cornerback and long snapper during the 74 through 77 seasons, served as a team captain as a senior. He's a graduate of Huntington East High School, came to the Thundering Hurts program as a walk-on, and then he made his way all the way to a starter. And, of course, the uh, I think the turning-on ceremony maybe gets overlooked a little bit compared to the turning of the fountain off And the ceremony, again, will be at 12.30 p.m. It's going to be April 17th. More details are going to come. Uh, There'll be social distancing. And, of course, and then you're going to have the green and white game that's coming up next Saturday. Tailgating not going to happen. There's going to be um, social distancing rules still in effect. Maybe by the time we get to the regular season, some limited tailgating will be out there for you. But I know they want to do it really big. They want to turn it into uh, more of a true tailgate atmosphere have you know maybe some food trucks some other things i know there was some maybe some plans to to shut some of the roadway down have more of that atmosphere here because really tailgating at marshall it's the west lot and then other little lots around the university not much of a tailgate atmosphere compared to say some of the uh Maybe different campus locations across the country where yeah, the football stadium is on campus. And I mean, truly on campus. You have to have, you know, you have to be in the middle of campus. And so there's sort of a different atmosphere. You know, so I know they're trying to do more to maybe attract fans, give them a, a reason to come, excite them a lot more. But we actually get a game, though. That's the excitement, I think, right there with a full fledged spring football game. And for a lot of herd fans, I think what the excitement here is for a lot of herd football fans, this is going to be their first true look to a degree of what Marshall football looks like under Coach Huff. I think it's a, a smart move on his part. I know COVID's got something to do with it, but still I think it's a smart move on his part to keep fans out of practice. Keep fans out of practice to take care of your business, do your practice, Check in with the media, update us, let us know what's going on, give us kind of an idea. But you're trying to put this thing back together or, or rebuild it in your own image, and you, know, you don't want to have you know everybody maybe just watching, questioning, you know, commenting. You know, you just, you want to run practice, and so you know, will this last long term? I don't know, but still, you know, the excitement's going to build because you haven't seen what the team looks like. You don't know. And so you're going to find out, you're going to see him perform. And still, this isn't going to be the final product by any stretch of the imagination. Not a single, single thing that happens in this game might translate into what you see when Marshall takes on Navy or Marshall plays the regular season. You're not going to necessarily see what happens during the game, the spring game, translate into what's actually going to happen. I mean, Grant Wells could have a, a tremendous spring game. and He might not have a, a good uh, workout series of practices to, to get in the starting job. We don't know. So many things are up in the air still. Nobody has definitively a position. That's one of the things that you get excited for if you're a player because you get a new coach come in and you have the opportunity to maybe improve your lot you have an opportunity now. I'm going to go out there and show what I got. Because nobody is basing this off of what was here before. So if you're a player looking to move up on the depth chart, I mean, this is a great opportunity for you. Or if you're a player that's already pretty high on the depth chart, this could be a, an exciting opportunity for you to oh, I got to show why I'm I'm here. This this is an opportunity. So if you're competitive, there's a lot of positives you can take away from it. Of course, nobody has a, a position that's uh, solidified. That's the exciting thing about this game coming up is we don't know, and we still won't know. And I like coach; he's keeping his cards a little close to his vest, trying to get people excited at the same time. He's not giving it all up right away. Not going to tell us all the details. And I'm good. I'm good with that. I'm completely fine with that. I know years pass. You know, you could just you know, if you, you had a big green membership, you could just show up at practice. You know, there were some limited gatekeeping going on, but you know, you could show up on certain days and you could you could be there and watch what was going on and you know, that worked for so many years. I don't know if that works here in this uh, in this new era of martial football. We will get your phone calls in, 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. Our final segment is coming up here on today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. You're listening to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank, this is The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Paul Swan, your host, thanks for tuning in. Our producer this afternoon, Nick Verzellini. Uh, we're off tomorrow. We do not have a show. we got baseball in the afternoon, followed by, uh, we've got NCAA hockey action. Yeah, the Frozen Four is coming up tomorrow, so we're going to have a full day of sports action throughout the afternoon and evening hours. It's all right here on ESPN 94.1 at AM 930. And going on over on our sister station, Cat Sports 93.3 and 1340, we're going to have continuing coverage of the Girls State Basketball Tournament, uh, the Russell Red Devils are in action tomorrow night, 8 o'clock. And we'll have that game and the majority of all the action coming up this weekend. That game's tomorrow, but you can tune in tonight for more basketball action on Cat Sports 93-3 and thirteen forty. Uh, some things that are going on in conjunction with the spring football game. We... Um, We haven't talked to Teddy Klumper in a while, so we're going to try to get him back on the program soon. But, of course, with the game coming up, uh, there's some fundraising going on. The game's going to be held on the 17th, and there's going to be a little bowling action Friday, April 16th. Uh, It's going to be a – and here's what they're doing. You've got an auction going on right now. You can go to herdzone.com to check this out. And it's going to take place now through the 13th, and it will end at 5 p.m. Which is perfect timing, because that way, after you're done trying to bid for this thing, you can come right back and listen to the show. I mean, it's as if they planned it around me, and I appreciate that. Uh, You get a chance to bid on your favorite Marshall celebrity. And if you have a winning bid, it's going to allow you and three guests to join a celebrity bowler at Strike Zone Bowling Center in Huntington. And so this is a promotion. This is a fundraiser. Uh, Coach Huff and the quarterback club are putting together, and you're going to receive an exclusive autographed bowling pin. You're going to get food and drinks. You're going to get access to a silent auction. You're going to get a photo opportunity with your uh, celebrity bowler. And all the proceeds from this event are going to go towards something that I think needs to be done, renovations to the Shuey Athletic Building. you got to find the money somewhere to, do all the things you want, right? So here's an opportunity for you, and so social distancing, all of that's going to be understood, and it's going to be um, it's going to be a part of this. But capacity is going to be limited to the uh, winners of each auction. So um, it's again, this is a opportunity for you, and the bids started at six hundred dollars. Some bids start at six hundred. Let's see if we can put some money together because uh, here's a here's a list and some other names could appear. You've got Aaron Dobson. He's going to be a celebrity bowler. Chad Pennington is going to be a celebrity bowler. And I'm sure Chad's going to raise – if I'm putting my money right now, Chad's raising the most money. If I had to wager that Chad Pennington, among all, would be the highest bidder or the highest you know, person bid on – I would definitely go with Chad Pennington. Uh, Coach Huff might be second. Maybe. I would think Chad Pennington, the quarterback on the Mount Rushmore of Marshall Athletics, and then you got Charles Huff. Uh, Chris Massey's going to be on this list. Uh, Clint Trickett. uh, Cody Slate. Um, Danny Derricott's going to be on this thing. Dan D'Antoni and Coach Kemper. I mean, it's like a, that's like a basketball team right there. You hanging out with Coach D'Antoni and Coach Kemper? I mean, would you bid on Coach Kemper? $600. Do you have $600? We need to bid on Coach Kemper.
1: I don't think so, no.
0: But you don't have $600. <laughs> you, it, you're not saying you wouldn't. Of course I would bid on Coach Kemper. Exactly. Okay, I just want to make sure I understood. I don't want to get you in trouble because, again, I have gotten in trouble with Coach Kemper before. He has listened to this program, and I have gotten in trouble with him. And he has reminded me. Even though he understood what I meant, he has still reminded me of, of they my words. Are together? Is it a two-for-one deal? It looks like it is. According to the website, it's Dan, Dan, Tony, and Tony Camper. So then $600 is worth it. I mean, yeah, you're getting Dan and you're getting Tony for $600. And that's the, uh, us opening bid there. Um, you're getting uh, Doug Chapman. You're getting Doug Lagurski, Danaro Marriott. Uh, you're getting uh, Jason Starkey. John Grace, Max Yates, Melvin Cunningham, Mike Bartram, Ralph Street, Shannon Morrison, and uh, Steve Shulo. All on the list here. So who are you putting your money down on? If you had it, which you don't, because you're a college kid, you don't have $600. You don't have $6. So, no, it's a tough list to think about. Uh, I would think popular is going to be Dan and Tony are popular. I think Coach Huff will be popular. I think Chad will probably be popular. Um, definitely Doug Chapman, I'm thinking gonna be popular. I mean, everyone's gonna be popular to some degree on this list, but if you had six hundred dollars, you can make one bid, where's that money going? Well, that's a tough question because I know it's a tough question. I don't know if six hundred dollars wins anybody. No, but if you had to bid, if you're gonna bid, okay, let's say I gave you the money to bid.
1: I'm bidding I'm fun- on Chad f- then.
0: Okay, you're, you're taking Chad. I'm funding you here. Obviously, I do not have $600. And the bid increments are $100 each. So you put $600 down, somebody's going to put $700 down. I'm trying to go to the website right now. I want to see if they actually have the... Um, okay, let's let's answer the question here. Okay. Uh, Pennington has three bids. $1,000. And now... Let me qualify this by saying, you know how auctions work on eBay? Everybody rushes at the last minute to bid. I have done it so many times, and I've aced people this way. Or I have a hold there. You can't put a hold on this. But $1,000 right now for Chad Pennington, three bids. So we need more than $600 to do that. Uh, Mike Bartram, zero bid. Oh, man, no bids on Mike Bartram. Uh, Doug Chapman has one bid. Uh, Coach Huff, No bids on Coach Huff. Really? I mean, come on. Uh, Dan Tony and Tony Kemper, $300 apiece right now, basically, what you're getting for your money. Uh, they are a duo. One bid. Uh, Max Yates, no bids. Uh, I mean, see, I feel bad about this because I know this is just getting started, but I feel like the bids are going to come in. Not right now, though, because uh, Jason Starkey has zero. Uh, Steve Shulo has zero. John Grace, zero. Cody Slate, zero. Melvin, no. Clint Trickett, no. Chris Massey, no. Uh, Ralph Street, no. Doug LaGursey, no. See, I feel bad that I just went through this list and only pointed out that there are a few bids in. But again, let me qualify this. This is like eBay. Everybody's going to slam their bids in at the last minute. So we got a few days to get our money together. Um, I think we can afford, I mean, you know what? I think we can afford Dan and uh, Tony. What do you think? I mean, we're getting, Probably not when it gets to the top better, now. I mean, look, six hundred dollars, you know, we have um, we have five days and counting to um to put this together. Why aren't you a bid, Paul? This is um this is Marshall football and some celebrities. You don't They're, qualify for that? This this is a different theme. This isn't gotcha. like media celebrities. And besides, um I'm not um I'm not on the same level as Chad Pennington. Let's just let's just go ahead and say that right now. Let's just get that out of the way. Let's just point that out right now. Um, Chad Pennington. None of us are on the same level as Chad Pennington. There's no shame in that, whatsoever. But this is a different theme. These are Marshall football players, and you got coaches, and you got uh, Dan and Tony. Because, well, you think those guys are going to miss a bowling party? Probably not. Probably not. Um, okay, we got to we gotta work this thing. We got to get this thing going. I feel like it's my mission now here in the next five days and uh, 23 hours plus to point this out and get people started to, to get in on this. So and I'm pretty sure the bids are going to come in. Nobody's going to bid right away. I think we're going to get to like the last hour or so of this thing and people are going to start bidding. And... That's when you're gonna start seeing these things start coming up. Cause why would I bid now and then I'm gonna get outbid here later? I'm just gonna save it till the end. Now wouldn't it be good if this thing had a reserve system? You had a like like eBay, I could I could bid and like say I want to put like a thousand dollars on Dan and Tony. And you'd have to match that to even get to this. Um and of course, uh, you have to go to the website uh, herdzone.com to. You gotta sign up, get an account to make everything uh, go for you. So they started this thing um, a few days ago. The bids are gonna come in fast and furious, and that's gonna do it for this edition. I want to thank our producer, Nick Rosellini, Appreciate his efforts. Uh, back on Friday, uh, we will point this out once again. We're gonna we're gonna get some bids on some. Who do we adopt though? Who's who's our who's our guy? Or guys. Is it Dan and Tony? Is that who we're taking? Are we going to push those guys? Push
1: push the people that haven't gotten the
0: bids yet. Yeah, but that's a lot of them right now. And I feel True. bad. I feel bad about this. I really do. I was expecting to see a lot of bids here. And I feel terrible that I pointed this out. Get out there and bid. Maybe people don't know about it. Yeah, well, now they do. Now you know. There's no excuse. Uh, We'll be back on Friday to do it all over again. Good night, everyone. WRBC Huntington, W227BS Huntington, your flagship home of the Marshall Thundering Herd and The Drive with Paul Swan, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. West Virginia Metro News.